Well, excuse me, princess. Switchcraft is brought to you live three times a week on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern and on Saturday at whatever time I can get to it. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by Aerslia Slierion. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar over at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. If you are one of the many people who have supported the show in any way by going over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. I want to say thank you. You guys are amazing. Some of you uh, got Amazon Prime for a free month through me. Some of you are subscribing over on Twitch. Some of you got a free audiobook through Audible. Whatever it is that you did that helped me out, I really, really want to say thank you. And if you haven't yet, there's free stuff over there at runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. So make sure you check that out. And if you have uh, reviewed the show lately. Uh, thank you as well. Uh, I'm getting a bunch of them and I'll thank a bunch of people all at once. So uh, if you want me to uh, thank you on the show, all you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, give a five-star review. I read every review, not just the five-star ones, but I thank the five-star people right on the show. So with that out of the way, uh, I want to talk a little bit about how insanely busy I've been, and then we'll get to the news. I think last episode on Tuesday, I said that I was going to uh, be making some videos about Mages of Mistrala and Utopia, I can't see the name of this, a volatile, Utopia 9, a volatile vacation. I have not been able to yet. It, this This contest with America's Next Top Podcaster is insane and awesome. I'm having an absolute blast, but it is so much work, and I really am having fun with it, but I haven't been able to get to those games yet. I haven't played anything, I think, all week. I haven't played any video games at all this week that I that I can remember. It's just been work, 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 but that's okay because I'm having a, a lot of fun and I'm learning a lot, but I just want to let you guys know those videos are coming. If you haven't already subscribed to the YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. With that being said, let's start with the news. So I told you guys that we were getting an indie highlights from Nintendo. Nintendo of Europe tweeted this out. Uh, it came out yesterday, and uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about it today. The 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 games that were shown in it. Uh, what what are my thoughts on each one? Uh, I was predicting, or at least had my fingers crossed, that at the end of the uh, of the video they would say, "And Wargroove is out right now. Go buy it." Because that, that game doesn't need to build any more hype. It's it's hyped to the ceiling, and any further, it's going to poke a hole in the ceiling. And it's really tough for a game to live up to that much hype. So I am a little worried about how it's going to get received. Not because I think it's going to be bad, but I just think it's overhyped right now. And I think that's a problem for it. But I was wrong. They didn't say it's available now. But they started the video with Wargroove, and I loved the like the cutscene that they showed off. It was really, really cool. Uh, I really like that. And um, so just a couple of things. I've got my notes here. 
that I jotted down. Uh, we've got Wargroove is up to four players, which I did not realize that that was a four-player game. Uh, it has online and local multiplayer. So immediately someone reached out to me on Twitter, and I didn't throw it in the show notes because I forgot to, so I'm sorry if it was you. Uh, but someone reached out to me on Twitter, and they said, hey, are we going to have some online battles in Wargroove? Because I'm pretty excited about that game. And I said, you know, maybe. It depends on how long a match will take in a game like that or if they have a synchronous play that's the that's the one thing that i think is very very important for a turn based game like this is either have the the game be really really short or have a synchronous play because i don't want to sit down to play a game against somebody and you know we're taking our turns and then you know, the phone rings and I have to go do something and then we just don't get to finish our game. Like that would be really annoying, especially to the other person, especially if I'm not talking to that person. Like if we're on Discord or God forbid if Nintendo included voice chat in their console. Uh, but if we're talking to each other, I can say, hey, man, I'm sorry, I got to go. Uh, something came up. And then, of course, I'm sure that they'd understand. But if I'm just playing against somebody randomly and I disconnect after a 15-minute match or so, like, that's kind of lame. And, it, you know, sometimes it's out, outside of your, of your control. So I'm really hoping that Wargroove either has a mode where it's really short matches for, for the online play, or that it has asynchronous play. And if you're not familiar with asynchronous play, that's where I take a turn... And then I hit a button and it sends you my turn. And then when you open up your switch, you look at it and you're like, oh, I got a turn from Bill. So then you play your turn, your response to mine and send it back. Kind of like uh, how people used to play chess through the mail. Um, the Ruby fam says, didn't they confirm async? I don't know that they've confirmed it or not. I really hope that they uh that they did confirm it and I just missed it but you know I think it would be awesome with asynchronous especially cuz then I could sit down and play through 5 10 different turns it, like I could sit down and do 5 10 different turns with a bunch of different people that I'm playing with send all those out and then have them come back as those people have time to sit down and play and if the game plays like that, then I can foresee myself playing this game for a really long time, especially if it's as good as we are hoping. So uh, by far, out of everything that was shown in the, um, I, I almost called it a direct. I don't think it should be called a direct because Nintendo didn't call it a direct. But for everything shown in the indie highlights, I think that Wargroove was probably the thing that I was excited most about. All right, so Wargroove's out of the way. Let's talk about a game that I've never heard of before, but looks really, really cool. It's called Double Kick Heroes. Double kick meaning like, you know, uh, a drum with two kick drums. Uh, it's a heavy metal rhythm game, and it is uh, a timed exclusive for Nintendo Switch. And it seemed like it, it was really cool. You've got like this heavy metal band, uh, driving in a car down the road, and there was a, another car behind them shooting at them. And while they're driving down the road, you have to kind of drive the car up and down on the track. And at the same time, 
you've got uh, these almost guitar hero like um, lines, lanes coming across the bottom of the track. And as it comes across, uh, you have to hit the right button at the right time. But then they said something that really caught my attention. They said, drumming with the Joy-Cons this summer. And I was like, what does that mean? Does that mean that it's a motion control game? And if that's the case, I totally am uninterested. I don't want to play that game like that. I would prefer it be buttons. Um, But Double Kick Heroes... It has some cool hooks to it that I think look really neat and are very, very interesting to me. So I thought that that game looked pretty cool and it comes out this summer. Hopefully it gives you the option of playing with buttons and without buttons if you really want to be shaking your Joy-Cons around. Um, the, the next game that they talked about was when ski lifts go wrong. The, the, you kind of design a ski lift to try and get skiers up the slopes or something, it seemed like. And I don't know. It felt like a mobile port, just what I saw. It did not jump out at me as, as, uh, something that looked interesting. So I kind of was, meh, I don't care. Uh, but that's already out. So you can check that out if, if it sounds good to you. Then we've got Forager. Forager looked really cool. Um, if you've ever played Minecraft, you know exactly what kind of game this is, where you uh, you start building a base, and then you go out to collect the things that you need for recipes to build things to improve your base, and then you, know, you use the improvements in your base to uh, make new tools that then you can use to go out and get new materials to bring back to your base, and it's got this awesome like gameplay loop, very reminiscent of Minecraft, very reminiscent of Blasted Lands. Uh, it's a 2D open world, like base building gathering game. Uh, I think it looks really, really fun. Um, I did not see when that game came out, or at least I didn't write it down on my notes. So sorry about that. Uh, Goat Simulator. Eh, I don't care. I don't even care a little. I don't get the appeal of this game at all. And I know that there's a million people out there that are screaming at me, Bill, Goat Simulator is awesome. But I just don't care. Like every time I see it, I'm just like, really? That's how you want to spend your time? But, you know, maybe I'm just being an old crusty because when I was playing Nintendo games as a kid, you know, the old crusties when I was a kid said, really? That's how you want to spend your time? So... Maybe I'm just being an old crusty, but Goat Simulator does not look interesting to me at all. I feel like it's a game that it hit the market at exactly the right time in order to get a lot of popularity really fast for no real reason. But, of course, that's coming from somebody who's never played it, so I don't know if I'm really the person to ask about this. Um, This was really, really cool. Uh, Inmost, uh, which I hope, hopefully I'm saying it that right. It's a 2D uh, pixel art puzzle platforming adventure game. It's got like a really dark tones to it. Like it feels kind of dark and oppressive, which I, th- I thought kind of cool. I, it seemed scary almost. Um, Like they showed like this big spider boss and some other bosses. I thought the bosses looked really interesting. And the game has three playable characters. Now, I don't know exactly what that means to have three playable characters. Like, the when they said three playable characters, the first thing I thought was 
Lost Vikings. If you've never played Lost Vikings, it's a game by Blizzard that came out on the Super Nintendo, maybe also the Genesis back in the 16-bit era. I can't remember if it was on both. Uh, but you you uh, controlled these these three characters, and each one had different abilities that would allow you to move from place to place. Or it's possible it, you would control all three of them at the same time. So you would, uh, well, not at the same time. You would like leave one where he is, move the other one over, uh, but they weren't connected to each other, and you would solve puzzles to get places. And then there's uh, three three playable characters in the style of Trine where you just hit a button to switch between the different characters, and they're all together all the time. I And I think I like the Lost Vikings method of doing it better. So, you know, fingers crossed that that's the kind of thing that Inmost does, but I love, I adore the... Um, the oppressiveness and the darkness of that game. I think it just looks really, really cool, and I like the art direction a lot. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, let's see. We also had Unruly Heroes. You, it says here you control four heroes in a co-op puzzle platform, uh, and then it, it it almost reminded me of like a side-scrolling brawler kind of game like think double dragon or streets of rage or uh dungeons and dragons uh legends of mistra i think was the name of the game um but like that kind of side scrolling teenage mutant ninja turtles style gameplay the art style is really great i love the way that it looks but the thing that stood out to me the most about unruly heroes is it also seemed like it had like a mode where you and the other people that you're playing with can fight each other. I don't know if there's any online stuff to that, but I thought that would be cool. Uh, that one is already out. So if that sounds cool, make sure you check that out on the eShop. Uh, then there's cross code. Cross code, a lot of people are tweeting about this and saying how much that they that they like uh, how cross code looks or that they've played it on other platforms and that it's really awesome. It's this really interesting looking top-down action RPG uh, using like 16-bit art style, which if you're lis- if you've been listening to the show for any amount of time, you know that like that kind of pulls at my heartstrings, the 16-bit art style. So I think it looks really, really cool. And it's got this, it's just this cool action RPG style to it. So CrossCode is definitely something that I am interested in checking out. It looks like a lot of fun. Uh, then the one that probably surprised me more than anything else was SteamWorld Quest. So I am a huge fan of Image and Form games. I think that they've done amazing work uh, on the SteamWorld games. I don't think I've ever played anything from them that I haven't enjoyed. And I've played nothing that has the SteamWorld name on it that hasn't been top-notch. Like, I played SteamWorld Dig, SteamWorld Dig 2, uh, SteamWorld... I can't remember the name of the game, but it was like a, a turn-based strategy game. The art style in the SteamWorld games is just gorgeous. I love the way that these things are hand-drawn. It looks really good. And so they 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 started out with, like, these slimes moving across the screen... And I was watching that, and I thought to myself, this looks really cool. And then they showed that it's SteamWorld, and I was like, oh, sold. I have to get that. The game looks so good. Uh, it's 
it's an it's a turn-based rpg which is really cool like it seems like every time that they do something with the steam world franchise you know they've done two metroidvanias then they've done the tactical strategy game and now we're getting uh an rpg from them this studio image informed games they they they're really showing off that there's no genre that they can't just nail. I, I really hope that I'm right about this, but SteamWorld Quest looks fantastic. We don't have a real date for that. It's coming out in 2019, uh, but I've loved everything that has the SteamWorld name, so I'm definitely going to be checking that one out when it comes out. I think it looks great. After that, they showed off a bunch of um, a bunch of stuff that was already on the Switch. I, I saw some people were upset about that, like... They wanted more new stuff, and, you know, that's not a huge list of stuff that I went through, but it all looks great, and if I bought every one of those games, I'd be busy enough for a while. So I think I think the list of games that they announced at the indie, um, oh, what the hell is it called? I can never remember. The indie... something, it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, the video the the non-direct direct um I, I think that all that stuff looks great and i'm excited indie highlight thank you pudding and jay hartley uh i i think that that the indie highlight was awesome and i didn't really need much more from it i'm i'm gonna be picking up um war groove on february 1st like that's that's the thing they didn't announce it for today but february 1st that's like less than a week away I've been waiting for Wargroove for a really, really long time, and I'm excited to be playing that uh, very soon. So here's my question to you all before I, well, actually, before I get to my question, um, you know, some people think that this means no January Direct, and it's probably not going to happen, even though I said many times that we're probably going to get one. Um this does not count as a Nintendo Direct because Nintendo didn't call it a Direct. So I'm not going to claim that this makes it, you know, that that my prediction came true. Uh, but guess what? My predictions are just guesses. So who who cares? Um, but there's some people who are saying, well, this came out, so we're not going to get a Direct. We have seen Nintendo put out um, like a mini showcase and then a Direct like two days later before. So it's only the 24th. There's still time left in the month, and it's possible that we will get a direct from Nintendo. And if we don't, it's not a big deal. We've got a bunch of games coming, and um, I'm going to be so busy playing Wargroove anyway, you know, if I can find time to play it, that uh, I don't really care what's coming out anytime soon because I'm going to be busy. Warframe looks awesome. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but that thing's got a campaign creator. So it has, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Potentially unlimited content in that game. So I think that that's pretty exciting. But here's my question to you now that I've kind of wandered back and forth a little bit. My question to you is, of the games that I talked about for the indie highlight, which one stands out as your favorite? Which one is it that you're going to be picking up day one above all others? Which one did you see and you said, I have to have that game right now? For me, it's going to be Wargroove without a doubt. Like that game looks so cool. Number two on the list is probably it's probably SteamWorld because I love the SteamWorld games. And then after that, probably CrossCode and Inmost. Uh, looking at chat, uh, Pudding says Wargroove, Inmost, and CrossCode 
Uh, Rock Roller One Up is saying Wargroove. Res TV is correcting me earlier because I couldn't remember the name of the turn-based tactical uh, uh, game featuring the SteamWorld guys, and that was uh, SteamWorld Heist. So thank you for that. But uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, let me know down below. If you uh, are listening to this on the podcast, reach out to me on Twitter at uh, RunJumpStomp, or you can email me uh, RunJumpStomp at gmail.com and let me know which of those games on the indie highlights is the one that really has you excited to play. Frogger, Sega's arcade game, now a home video game from Parker Brothers, the ones to beat. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, we've got some data from the NPD group, which is the group that tracks video game sales in North America. And the NPD group is reporting that the Nintendo Switch was the best-selling gaming console in the United States in December and for all of 2018. Uh, That's pretty crazy. I, I know that the that the system got a huge boost thanks to its late uh late year additions but that's pretty great and not only that but if you put if you track the the uh how do I want to say this if you if you put like PS4 and Xbox 1 and Nintendo Switch and you shift the launch dates so that they're all like right next to each other Nintendo Switch outsold both the Xbox 1 and PS4 uh it, it's the best. De- in fact, this December was the best December of of this generation of any console this generation. So the Switch is just selling like crazy, and I'm I'm really happy I have a Nintendo Switch podcast and not an Xbox podcast because the Xbox stuff is like it's just not it's not holding on. I f- I feel like next next uh, generation Xbox is going to be way better than it was this generation. But I think they made too many missteps and they fell down. Uh, the quote here is is that Nintendo Switch generated the highest December month hardware do- dollar sales for a single platform since the Nintendo Wii in December of 2009. And it achieved the highest December unit sales for a single platform since December of 2010. Those are some crazy numbers. It is the... It, uh, they went on to say... Nintendo Switch ends 2018 as the year's best-selling hardware platform in both units and dollars. Annual unit and dollar sales of Nintendo Switch are the highest. Uh, I've lost it. 
Annual, annual unit and dollar sales of Nintendo Switch are the highest annual total for any hardware platform since the PlayStation 4 in 2015. So that's pretty impressive as well. They then go on to say that console hardware unit and dollar sales reached their highest annual totals since 2009. So not only is Nintendo doing really well, but the entire industry as a whole is doing really well. Uh, In fact, uh, for the 2018 year, hardware spending, that's money spent on on consoles, um, increased 8% to 5.1 billion. Uh, Hell, you could build a... No, no, I won't won't even make that joke. Um, It says that uh, PlayStation 4 plug and oh plug and play devices that was broken onto two lines uh plug and play devices so that would be things like the uh the nintendo uh nes classic or the super nes classic like these things here um those were huge and actually the super nintendo classic was the number two best-selling uh console uh this year or last year, I mean, which is weird to say because I feel it feels kind of kind of lame to com- to compare this to I'm holding up my Super NES Classic. I feel weird comparing this to like the PlayStation 4. It doesn't feel like a fair comparison. This is so much cheaper that like it's two different devices. But NPD Group kind of put them in the same category and they said that the Super Nintendo Classic was the number two best-selling piece of hardware last year, which is pretty impressive. That's going to fall like a rock, though, because they stopped making those things. Anyway, uh, I think that that this is really good news for Nintendo. Uh, it's possible that I'm, you know, I've said this a million times. I feel like I'm a broken record here. It's possible that they're going to hit their 20 million mark. Uh, only time will tell, but I think that they're doing really great. And that gives us a lot to talk about. All right, everybody, I have something very, very important. I have a PSA for you if you own Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and you own a physical copy of it. Okay, are you listening? Are you ready? Here we go. Uh, This comes from uh, Nintendo of Europe. They seem to have a lot more tweets coming out of Nintendo of Europe, so make sure you follow them. Uh, But they uh, posted yesterday, uh, don't forget, There's only one week left to claim the Fighter Piranha Plant as a free downloadable content in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. All right. So basically, if you have purchased the game, uh, then you have you. If you purchased it digitally, then you don't have to worry about this because it's all automatically unlocked. But if you purchased it uh physically like you use a cartridge and put it into the nintendo switch then what you have to do is uh you got to go to your home screen and once you're at the home screen you're going to go to the icon for uh what's the word i'm looking for for super smash brothers ultimate once you're at the icon i think that you're supposed to hit the plus button and when you hit the plus button you can scroll down and there's a thing about claiming gold points if you claim the gold points, your download code for um, Piranha Plant Fighter will be sent to you via an email uh, that whatever one is associated with your address. 
Um, so whatever email you signed up with Nintendo, that's the email that's going to get the code. And then you can take that code and put that into um, your Switch and it will say, okay, now you've unlocked this. Now, you can't play it yet because it's not out. I think it's supposed to come out sometime in February. Because uh, if I look, yeah, if you look down at the bottom of this tweet, it says scheduled release around February 2019. So we don't know exactly when this is coming, but I'm sure it's sometime soon. Um, but if you have if you have a physical version, just double check. Because if you don't do this by January 31st, you won't be able to claim it anymore after that. So, one last time. If you purchased Super Smash Bros. Ultimate and you have not yet claimed your Nintendo Gold Points by January 31st, 2019, you're going to miss out on getting free Piranha Plant as, as DLC. Okay? So, make absolutely sure that you go and you check. And then if you did that like a million years ago and you're like, oh man, hold on, did I do that? And you're not quite sure, just go into whatever email address is is uh, hooked to your Nintendo account and do a search for, and I actually forgot what it is, so I'm just going to go in to my email right now and do a search for this. Um, let's see, plant. I'm going to search for plant. Uh, yes. Okay. So if you do a search for the words plant, um, it'll say like uh, one of your emails, will, it'll come up as a, as a email from Nintendo dash no reply at Nintendo.net. And it will say, thank you for purchasing super smash brothers ultimate game below is your download code from my Nintendo for the piranha plant in game character, which you can read when, uh, which you can redeem when it comes out and then it'll have the code below and then Copy that code, and you can go to a website, which I will tell you right now. If you guys didn't know about this, this is actually kind of cool. Um, well, okay, here we go. So if you go to this website, ec.nintendo.com slash redeem hashtag, or, or as I like to call it, Octothorpe. Uh, if you go to that website, ec.nintendo.com slash redeem pound, Okay, it will give you a spot where you can enter in your codes. And that means you don't have to type in your code on the Nintendo Switch. You can just paste it into this spot. Hit next. It'll ask you to sign into your uh, Nintendo account and then it will apply it to your account. That's how I because I get a lot of codes in my email uh, and that's how I get most of my games onto the Switch is without without grabbing the Switch and typing it in because that's a pain. Um uh, Octothorpe is not a game from Square Enix, no. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's my PSA to you guys. Hopefully, everybody who you know bought the game gets their Piranha Plant for free. I would really hate for somebody to have purchased the game and just not jumped through the right hoop. I think it's ridiculous that Nintendo is forcing people to jump through hoops, hoops for this. Um, like they they can see the first time that you played the game. But I guess what they're probably doing is they're probably making sure that if you bought the game and then you just put it in like, okay, I'm going to put it in my switch and then I'll put it in Jeff's switch and then I'll put it in Sally's switch and then I'll put it in uh, Lloyd's switch and they go through and, and put it in. And then they like, it all registers as, Oh look, you got that game on this date. So then you get the free DLC. 
I don't know if there's a better way to do it, but I just hate that people have to jump through hoops to get what they paid for. It just bothers me a little bit. Two quick things before I get out of here. Uh, Evil Land Legendary Edition has been announced for consoles. Evil Land is a really, really cool game. I have it on PC. I hope to get it on Switch. It's a game that kind of takes you slowly through the history of the of of the of the role playing game basically and the game keeps changing so it starts out as like an old school final fantasy style game and then it it becomes more like a zelda game and then later on it becomes more like final fantasy 7 and it even changes graphics like it'll start out as like a black and white and then color and then eventually three dimensions and it's just crazy looking and really cool and that has evil land and evil land 2 that's coming to the nintendo switch um i think in march i could be wrong about that and smite founders pack it's got a launch trailer out that game is out supposedly today i haven't actually had a chance to sit down and check it out so make sure that you do if you are ex- interested in smite uh i am really excited to play that game it's it's one of my favorite mobas and it's certainly the best one on console so there's that um that being said let's wrap up the show because i gotta go i got stuff to do uh if you like the music that was on today's show make sure you check it out over at runjumpstomp.com slash music don't forget that if you want the full show come hang out with us over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp awesome people are there every single time uh, you can watch videos that I upload over at youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. And of course, if you're looking to support the show, there's a million ways to do it. Become a patron. Uh, use my Amazon affiliate link. Uh, get a free book from Audible. All those ways help me out. Uh, thank you to everybody who's already supported. And if you want to support just like them, go to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. All the links there help me create more content like this. I will see you all soon. Until then, stay awesome.